So let's put this to bed here and now. It didn't happen. It won't happen. And others need to be much more careful with their words moving forward. Three-pointer is up and good, but that'll be the final buzzer. Sorez's three counts, but Tech wins it today by one, 85-84. Everything matters, and, you know, defensively the second half, we couldn't get stops. Mahomes to throw against a four-man rush. Fires it near side to Kelsey. Comes back to the ball and holds it in. Touchdown, Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes absolutely took duct tape and just wrapped the ball around the waist of Travis Kelsey for a 19-yard touchdown. This game is over, and you can doubt the Chiefs. You can dislike the Chiefs. You can disrespect the Chiefs. You're going to have to deal with the Chiefs being the AFC champions for the fourth time in five seasons. The Chiefs have the Lamar Hunt trophy, and they're taking it to Vegas for Super Bowl 58. They give it to Mitchell off the right side, pushing for the goal line. Is he in? Touchdown! San Francisco! Just back up here, Brock. Take one or two steps back. Back up. Go down. It's over. The Niners are going to Vegas. Final hour, T-Row in the morning show on this Monday morning. Hope everybody had a great weekend out there. A lot of traveling this week for me where you got two road games. I'm headed to Manhattan today. We will do the show from the Little Apple tomorrow morning. Uh, Then Sooners, Wildcats, 7 o'clock tomorrow night. Weekend trip to Orlando, TJ. Probably going to Disney World on Friday when we get there. I would imagine. I love it. And then we got an afternoon game uh, against Johnny Dawkins and UCF out there. So big, uh, and you know what else we got this week, Teach? We got the big KREF bowling party coming up on Wednesday night. Oh, that's right. A lot yeah. of talk around the station about this year's big showdown. Mm, I wouldn't say a lot. No, I, I, I it's been mentioned. Um, you got your eye on a ringer again this year? You cheat again this year? So. As far as I know, Plank's going to be there, and that's the reason I drafted a team last year is Plank couldn't make it. So I'm assuming Plank will go back to drafting a team. So I would. Assume I don't know that- how you could take – I mean, you're the defending champion. We can't take your team away from you. 
Oh, sure you can. Sure you can. I don't. I'm not. I don't have that kind of ego. I'll gladly hand over well, the drafting. Not, a, not an ego thing. It's just if we got to have the opportunity to beat you. Wouldn't you rather you me join you? I'm like a free agent now. Yeah, I might get you. Sure. If you're not uh, uh, me and captain, Pierce available, I might get you and Pierce. Yeah. I mean, if they're we'll keeping see. me as a captain that drafts, then I say I get the first pick, and uh, I take Pierce with my first pick. So I'm in the process of going back, and, uh, you know, the box scores have who the referees were on them. So yeah, far, okay. I've gone through the last three seasons <laughs> of Big 12 play. We've had Doug Sermons nine times now in the last three years. That's it? Well, we're early this year. So we've had him twice this year. We had him. We only had him twice in Big Twelve play last year. We had him five really? times the year before. Seems like he had him like six times every year. We've had him in non-conference play. Like he refereed the North Carolina game that we lost okay. this year. Well, he refereed the Arkansas game that we lost last year. He's been more than that. I'm just doing Big Twelve games. Okay, I got you. Nine in the last three years. What do you think our record is? I would say two and seven. Close. We are one and eight. Oh, gosh. Can't they protest that he not officiate an OU game? 0 and three against Tech with Doug Sermons officiating, two of the three losses by one point. I don't think he's, I'm not saying. <laughs> now, he's is that perfect. his fault or is this OU's fault? Let's well, it's be probably honest. OU's fault. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we all know it's. It's TJ's fault. Yeah, but it's. I, it's just coincidence, Teach, right? It's just coincidence. I mean, OU hasn't been great. They've been a, the last three years, a 500 or slightly below 500 team in conference, right? But one in eight is amazing. Well, I, I keep going. I'm going to keep going it's back Doug's to see fault. what I can find. It's Doug's fault. Okay. TJ, uh,. 85-84 the final. Sooners now back-to-back home losses. Three and four in conference play. I just mentioned two road games coming up this week. I declared Saturday a must-win. Okay, so I was about to bring that up to you because someone just called off the air and said, hey, Toby said that was a must-win, yeah. so where do they stand now in his opinion? Well, I'm, so. I'm going to get to that, okay. but I want to hear from you first. How worried are we? Where are they? So I'm extremely worried because you want to – to win your games at home. What? It's a tough conference, and now that you've lost two in a row at home, it's just what we talked about last week. Now there's panic of, well, how in the world? You you usually don't and can't win in Manhattan, so how are you supposed to win this week? UCF, we've seen them go and uh, beat some really good teams, including Kansas, Kansas at home. And Texas. Yeah. And, uh, and Texas. Then you got to tr- uh, have BYU in the Lloyd Noble Center, who's probably better than the two teams you just lost to Last week, and then it's Bedlam, which you should beat Oklahoma State. They're terrible this year, but they'll always gear up. Now you're yeah. figuring out, how do we win another game? Are we ever going to win again? Right. Yeah. So, yeah, there's there's a bit of panic because you do start looking now that you drop both of those and say, man, you probably do need at least four more in conference play to, to secure that bid into the NCAA tournament, depending on what would happen in the conference tournament, and you start trying to figure out where those are going to come from. You got Houston still. Uh, you got to go to Waco. Kansas is coming to Lloyd Noble Center. That's not going to be easy, even with it being a home game. You got to go to Ames, which they, uh, that's going to be a difficult uh, road environment. So 
you tell us. You're the one that said the other day it's a must win. Must so win. What, yeah. what happens with them now? What is your uh, – I'll get to me, okay? Percentage chance OU makes the NCAA tournament. I'm going to say I'm 65% sure they're going to make the tournament. Hmm. And I've dropped that down significantly over the last week. I probably would have been at about 80% going into last week. And just a reminder, because I'm 50 years old and I'm forgetful, of the two home games they lost this week, how many of them were you at? Uh, that would have been zero. Oh, for zero. That's good. I mean, but I, you had good reason, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a must win. I think they they put themselves in a difficult spot now. There's a long ways to go. Last year they went 15 and 16. This year they're 15 and 5. They've already won as many games this year as they did last year. Because they had such a great non-con. Here's the positive, okay? Because they had such a great non-con. They only need to win 8 conference games to get to 20 wins and they're mm-hmm. Definitely in with 20 wins. No doubt about it. Oh, without a doubt, yes. You go 8-10 and 10 in this league with 20 wins, you are in the tournament. You might not have the seed you want. You might be headed to Dayton. Probably not. You're probably safely in. So that means they need five more. You're saying they're in if they go 7-11, and 11, and maybe so. I'm saying be 19 that, and, wins. and I put the But five there, more Depending on the tournament, too. In. Yeah, sure. The, the Big 12 tournament. But... You don't want to lose home games, and you dropped a couple of home games. Uh, so they're in danger here because of what you just pointed out. They're in danger of going on a slide. It's a two-game slide right now. It could be a four-game slide by the end of this week if they don't pick up a road win. And then at that point, we've seen it before, confidence is rattled, mm-hmm. blood in the water, all of a sudden, you look up and you're like, "Crap! How'd this get away from us?" So, right, we've got PTSD. But the good news is this: this team doesn't. This team hasn't ever been to the NCAA tournament. Is incredibly hungry to get there, and none of them have been at OU for more than a year. And only a couple of guys have been here for a year. Only three guys have been here for a year. So the good news is this league is so even that while it is tough to win on the road, it's not impossible because there's not a place that you're going to go into that you're going to say, well, we can't win there. There's also not a team that is going to come into Norman that you say, well, they can't beat us, you know? So... There's a long ways to go. I think they need five more wins to secure they get in. The fact that we're having the conversation about what do they got to do to get in versus what do they got to do to be a top four seed in Kansas City or be a top four seed in the NCAA tournament is disappointing. And maybe we can get back to that. Maybe they win a couple of games this week, they go on a hot streak, and we can get back to that conversation. But the fact that we've had to reduce our conversation down to, all right, what do they got to do just to get in? Kind of tells you what this week did to him. Mm-hmm. Now, here's some more good news. The win by Tech vaulted them in the net rankings to the point where it was a quad one game. It was a quad two game for OU when the day started. 
But because they won it, Tech moved up into the quad one range, which means it was a less painful loss for OU, if all that makes sense. That's kind of screwed up. But OU is actually at 34 this morning in the net, which is exactly where they were going into the Texas Tech game. The, the Texas loss hurt them, dropped them about 12 spots, 11 spots. The Tech loss didn't drop them a bit. They're still at 34 in the net. That's a good place to be. They have they have strong metrics. There are a couple of teams like Iowa who could really help them out. Iowa's right on the verge of being a net one game, a quad one game. Arkansas, if you could please get your act together. The Arkansas game is now a quad three win. They could just slightly get their act together and move that to a quad. There's some other things out there that could help them. But the metrics are good. Um, they're probably going to be like a six or seven seed tomorrow when the new bracketology comes out. It's not like they're near the bubble. Maybe an eight, but I don't even think they'll be an eight. But it's the slippery slope that it feels like they're on the edge of, TJ, that has all of us going, ooh. Yeah. And I'm sure social media, I saw a couple of posts Saturday night, and I said, I'm not looking at it anymore. I'm sure social media is going, here we go again. Well, yeah, we yeah. suck. Absolutely. So, and like you said, the, there's, the fan base has PTSD over the last – it's been a trend now through – it's not even just Porter's time period here. Lon there had those situations sure. in late January, February that it just fell apart on them. So it's happened a lot here recently. Just the team. Let's just talk about the team. Though. Mm-hmm. They are a better team than last year. Without a doubt. They are more athletic, more explosive. The wins and losses, in my mind, are easily differentiated by one thing, how well they played defense. The two games they won a week ago, West Virginia and Cincy, they played great defense. In fact, we came on here. I talked about it with Porter. You're dictating with your defense. You're making them run different plays than they want to run. You're, you're, you're deciding for them who's going to take the shots and where they're going to take them on the floor. You're creating turnovers that's leading to buckets. OU's defense was great that week. This week, uh, Texas and Texas Tech both lit them up. Tech 72% in the second half. The Weaver kid is still getting layups at the front of the rim for Texas. Wide open shots. They're going under screens against Acemas. Defense was bad this week. So there's a lot of things to like about how they played offensively the other day. That was probably the best half Milo Shuzan has had in a while. Uh, that's the best game Sam Godwin's played in a while. Rivaldo Suarez keeps getting better and better. Jalen Moore didn't have his best game Saturday, but he's had a great run of games here lately. Uh, Dar- Darthard hit a couple of threes this week. Uh, Javian McCollum's the guy that's got to step up. OU's been at its best this year when JV and McCollum's their leading scorer and the hardest man to guard. And right now, he's a footnote. Right now, he's about, well, he's well down the list. He's, he's having a hard time getting to double figures right now in scoring. He's got to be a 15 to 20 point game, guy game. Gay, 25, 15 to 20 point a game guy. Oh, that took me a while to get to that. So, better defense, better play out of JV and McCollum. And they can absolutely beat Kansas State in Manhattan. They can absolutely beat UCF in Orlando. Oh, sure They're not they going to be favored in either game. 
But if they could play slightly better defense or massively better defense and JVM getting a little more, Otega's playing better. He went through a swoon. He had a nice game on Saturday. So, yeah, it, it it's scary. It's scary. They have put themselves in a spot where you're like, they better get one this week. But all is not lost, all right? It's a new day, teach. It's a new day. Suck t- it up. You got a Kansas State team that's also rattled right now. Go take it to him. Ortega had a nice game on Saturday. He's got to make free throws at the end of games. There's been a couple of games where it's come down to it, and he needs to make both free throws when he gets the opportunity. Well, that would be preferred. That would be preferred, but I'm saying make him don't miss. Saturday, him. he makes that free throw late. You've got a tie game at the end. Now, does Soros hit that shot? You know, they didn't guard him. They didn't have to. It would have been right. a different situation on how that played out at the end of that three being made, but you would have been in a position to tie it rather than down four. So, um, Yeah, the free, free throws, throws were frustrating throws. because that's an area you're really good at. Right. And, uh, and here's a weird thing. OU is, well, at least going into Saturday, two in the conference of free throw shooting. 76, 77% as a team. They're a really good free throw shooting team. They also give up by far opponents shoot the best free throw percentage against them in the conference. Now, as far as I know, unless you tell me differently, that's a completely random and coincidental stat. Opponents are hitting almost 80% of their free throws against OU this year. Which is Nobody a wild else is number. even close. That's a wild number. You can't defend the free throw line. No. Maybe your arena has an effect on that. Maybe but not. That student not much. section's unreal at that end of the court, though. Right. It have been every game. It, it reminds me of the field goal kicking stat for OU the last few years. Like, opponents don't miss against OU when they're kicking field goals. What in the world is going on? Why do our opponents always have incredible night? Like, Texas Tech couldn't miss. And they're a good free-throw shooting team. But even bad free-throw shooting. Texas, what was Texas the other night at the line? They're they're not a good free-throw shooting team. Let me see if I can look it up real fast here. Like, who do you even get mad at about that? You know? What are you going to do? Why do you, yeah, they miss one once in a while, dude? Outside of telling your team don't foul at all to put them on the line, that can't be explained. Texas, bad free throw shooting team, 15 of 18 against OU. I think Texas Tech was 16 of 18 against OU. So. 16 of 19, yeah. I'm not, 16 of 19. I'm not even complaining. I'm just saying, isn't that weird? Weird. Maybe it all evens out. Hopefully we're up, we're up for a rash of Kansas State and UCF missing free throws this week and evens all that out. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Tommy and TJ back with you. T-Row in the Morning Show. RK Black brings you this hour. Been in business since 1952. Leading provider of office technology solutions to small and medium-sized businesses across Oklahoma and Kansas. 
copier, fax, printer, scanner, document management, network solutions, and more. I printed myself a shipping label early this morning before we went on the air. Look at you. Courtesy of their networking solutions. What are you, what are you shipping? Um, the wife had to send something back to Amazon, so okay, shipping it back. Can I correct one thing real fast? Okay. I exaggerated a bit on the opponent free, free throw percentage. I don't want to be that. I want to be accurate. I said 80%. 76% for our opponents, but still far and away the worst in the conference. For example, uh, Houston opponents are shooting. Um, oh, dadgummit. I was on that page. Here it is. Houston's opponents uh, are the worst in the league, 63%. OU's opponents, 76%. So OU's opponents have missed 83 free throws this year. Houston opponents have missed 139 free throws this year. Like, when you play a bunch of close games, that's massive, you know? So whatever Houston's doing at the free throw line, OU needs to figure it out to get opponents to miss. But, I mean, again, as far as I know, that's a completely random and luck stat. Yeah, one texter I saw here, I don't have it here in front of me, but I saw it come up that they said it's because no one is behind the goal at OU games. But that's not the case in the student section when they're at that no. end. When they're at the mm-hmm. other end, I mean, you've got the tunnel there, so that's naturally not going to be intimidating. Up above it, I guess, could be a little bit more on some of these non-conference games, but that wasn't the case in these conference games for the most part. Yeah. Um, but the students have brought it this year, so that's, yeah, that's definitely Really not all the case. year, from game one, they've yeah. been great. yeah. Um, random question here on the text line. Where can I get a copy of that Reba McIntyre commercial you just played? I guess I would ask why. Hmm. I th- that's the Reba PSA telling kids stay in school. <laughs> why, why would you need or want that? <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, where can they get it, Tease? Um, I mean, if they really want it, I guess I could send it to them, but I'm not really looking to hand out PSAs, but. Kind of random. Mark Pope called the uh, called it a slur post game, but it's huh. not a slur. No, it's not a slur. It's not racist. <laughs> it's not anything. Like I don't get it. It's don't sit there and let Texas convince you that it's a slur. <laughs> if horns down is a slur, then horns up is, because yeah. the only difference there is up and down. It's the down part. <laughs> and those aren't slurs. <laughs> now, if you want to say the word horns is, we might, we might be on the same page. Uh, by the way, Iowa State at K-State, last game of the regular season in Bramlage Coliseum. There's the rematch. Oh, last game Oof. of the season. How about that? Everybody will get their, fa- their phones out every time out and point it at the Iowa State bench. Dan in Springtown, Texas says, I think Tech hit a home run with McCaslin. The poise they played with was impressive. Our team can learn something from them about closing out games. That's true. They did close out the game well. And have in-conference play, as you mentioned. They've been in yeah, a lot of tight won, games. They've won uh, – I mean, that was really their second one. But they've they won them both. They won a couple of one-point games in conference play. OU's been good in close games this year. That That's their first loss in a game under five points. They're two and one. But, uh, yeah, the, I was, the, Texas Tech did not have a misstep other than one free throw. They did miss the one free throw late that kept it a two-point game and gave OU a chance to go down and either tie it or, or win it. But other than that, they pretty much executed flawlessly. 
Julio says Red Panda perfected her craft by sitting in a recliner and tossing bowls on her head. Is that true? I don't know if that's true or not. How about that? We need a panda documentary, a 30 for 30 to uh, watch that. Prove if that's true. Like footage of her as a baby panda flipping bowls on her head, sitting in a recliner. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,. Toby, TJ, come on! The Chiefs have won three Super Bowls. The 49ers have five. Enough said. No way you can hope the 49ers win their sixth. Super Bowl would be sickening. Uh, what do you say about that, TJ? Um, I would say it's disgusting either way. But the greater evil right now in my mind is the Kansas City Chiefs. It's Patrick Mahomes. It's Travis Kelsey. It's uh, Brittany Mahomes. It's Taylor Swift. It's all of them. So, here's my problem with the Chiefs. I, I kind of don't mind them. Like I, they got a lot of Sooners on their team. I like those guys. We dine with them once in a while. Uh, I kind of like Andy Reid. I don't even really mind Andy Reid, Patrick Mahone, Travis Kelsey. Like I mean, I don't love them, but I don't like. I don't disdain them. I root for my friends' teams to win. I want happiness to be brought into their life. If 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 the Texas Rangers are in the World Series, go Rangers for TJ. Well, who wouldn't cheer for that? Come on. But my friends who cheer for the Chiefs are weirdly obnoxious. Like, they talk trash to me, and I am not even talking trash to them. <laughs> you, you haven't even acknowledged them in the uh, afternoon, like, and they send you trash talk. Yeah, like, what is this about? Why are you... So it's the one team out there that the people I know that cheer for are obnoxious about it. Now, that probably not you. If you're a listener right now, I don't know. I, you're probably not. I'm just saying in my circle, uh, that's the case. So it makes it hard for me to, like, they've won three. They're being obnoxious about it. I kind of don't want them to win another one. But. Other than that, I have, and I really don't have a reason not to like the 49ers. They've never done anything to me. So, I don't know. I'm just going to watch the game and eat some food. The Chiefs' uh, problem is, too, you just can't escape them. It's not even uh, a Chiefs game, and it's like, there's Travis Kelsey on another commercial. Oh, there's Patrick Mahomes. There's right. Andy Reid eating nuggies. Oh, wait, right. there's a Taylor Swift credit card commercial. You just can't escape them. That's right. Uh, Bumpy Rose. Do you want Brock Purdy to win a Super Bowl? Uh, more so than Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I don't mind Brock Purdy. I mean, he's Pop kind of overcome a, a lot. I know? forgot about Pop being a 49ers Pop's obnoxious, too, yeah. Bumpy Rhodes says, I'm a broken-hearted Lions fan. I started getting a bad feeling when my Sooners started losing this week. Then, sometimes, it's just not your week. It was a rough weekend all around. Except for the women. Oh, you women won. But and the gymnastics team won. They got pushed though. Like they, it was tight going to the final rotation for the ladies on Friday night. But we didn't find much victory anywhere else. I don't know what we were talking about at seven fifty three, but this is in all caps. It just says she's a minor. Uh, that's what the student section was chanting that at uh, Pop during the game. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Pop Isaacs. <laughs> forgot about that some texas snowflake is wanting to take aggressiveness out of the ou rivalry and any other competition hmm. 
I mean, this hasn't involved OU at all over these couple of situations. Mm-hmm. So, no. It's UCF and BYU. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is funny, you even saying it. <laughs> They've caused so many problems. And again, I want to know what the, the Snowflake did to deserve this kind of a reputation, TJ. Poor Snowflake. Just soft. What, Snowflake what? soft. What? Just Can crumbles. we pick on a pillow? Can we call them pillows? Why we got to pick on the Snowflake? It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm for... I get what it means, and I'm for it, like that being a name. But why are we picking on the snowflake? I mean, it's too long. It's too we're too far gone to turn this ship around now. But I just feel bad. Uh, That's an SNL skit right there with the snowflake coming out and going through light therapy or something. What did I do? <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Plays down the stretch in a game you did not shoot the ball well. Well, and I think that's part of the not having our A game was probably the shooting, right? I mean, we had some looks that, you, you know, we want to be able to knock down, and we will, but I feel like we kept with it. I felt like... Um, our pace necessarily wasn't – I felt like Kansas controlled the whole tempo of the game. I think they did a really nice job of being able to come out. Um, and some of that is going to be we've got to learn how to have that emotional high. We looked really tired, and so we've got to be able to get some really good rest and be able to recover. Um, but then I, what I'm really proud of is I felt like we did a great job in those last few minutes of managing the game. Yeah. I thought Nevea and, and she just joined us, but – I feel like she did a really nice job of getting us where we needed to get. I felt like Skyler continued to be Skyler, um, and it was it was fun to be able to see that. You know, you're putting KJ in that position, and she's been in that position from a defensive end, but when we've had a little bit more of a cushion, not when you're going basket for basket. Yeah. So yeah. that was really good experience, I feel like, for her too. And then when we had to get stops, we got some stops. When we had to get a basket, we got a basket. Sooner women win, not their prettiest performance, but they were clutch in the final two or three minutes. Turned a deficit into a victory. Now 7-1 and one in the Big 12. Eager to see the new bracketology out for them tomorrow because they were one of the first four out in the last one. But they are roaring right now. Uh, the only team they've lost to, Kansas State, undefeated in conference play Kansas State, first place Kansas State, is their next opponent. Wednesday in Norman, 6 o'clock, OUK State, Ioka Lee in town. All right, Teach, uh, it's time for, well, let's first revisit TJ's gut and who you got. TJ's gut predicted a 72-67 OU win Saturday. That is, uh, it was a bad week for the Sooners. It was a bad week for your gut as well. You were better, though, on who you got. You picked Houston to win. They did. You picked Iowa State over Kansas. That's a winner. You picked BYU to beat Texas. You picked OSU to get their first win. You picked TCU to beat Baylor, and they did in triple overtime. And you pick UCF over Cincinnati, so you went uh, one, two, three, four, five, and one. It's pretty good. That. How about that? 
uh, yours truly. Six Quit asking me about OU games. Just give me the rest of the conference. So who you got tonight, Teach? Our big Monday game in the Big 12 features fourth-ranked and 5-2 and two in conference play Houston at Texas. Texas uh, beat OU, lost to BYU last week. They're 3-4, and four, same record as the uh, Sooners in conference play. Houston at Texas. Houston a five-and-a-half-point road favorite. This is the Cougars at the Longhorns. This is Kelvin Sampson versus Rodney Terry. Houston at Texas in the Moody Center. TJ, who you got tonight? I will go. I'm going Houston. I think they get it done on the road. I yeah, just I, I can't so I can't pick. I can't. Pick I think Houston's the best team in the Big Twelve. I, I I I agree with you. I think they are. I think they'll win the conference, and then the uh, fight for second through. 10th, <laughs> maybe 11th, will be an absolute, you know, uh, Royal Rumble. Uh, I, I, and I think Kansas is right in the middle of that. Now, teams are going Kansas to shift has, uh, four or five spots just in one game swings. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Kansas has an advantage because they get to play half their games at Fog Allen Fieldhouse. And uh, we know what an advantage that is but just roster wise they are right in the middle of the of the rest of this league uh and you know bill self said as much after that game the other day he said uh we've played tennessee we've played kentucky we've played everybody and we can go toe-to-toe with any of them but in this league every night we could get beat by anybody and they did they lost at ucf so uh, we'll see. So here's what we got tomorrow night, the rest of the midweek games. Uh, Tech at TCU, Teach. TCU riding high, but they went three overtimes to beat Baylor. Here comes Tech in first place into town. We'll get your who you got on these tomorrow. And OSU's at Kansas tomorrow night. And then, of course, OU goes to K-State. Wednesday night, Baylor at UCF. We'll get a chance to uh, be the team that gets more rest this week because OU plays Tuesday, UCF plays Wednesday. So we can sit back and uh, scout the Knights Wednesday night. And then uh, Cincinnati at West Virginia on Wednesday night as well. Um, top four seeds in Kansas City will be who? Oh, geez. Um... I'm going to ask you this once a week. It's going to be Houston and Kansas. And then, honestly, I can't answer it. Um, so my guess would be, just because of the start they've got off to, Tech will be one of those four. And the other will be... I'll just throw Iowa State out there. So you've just taken the top four teams in the standings, right? Now. <laughs> yes. But I, I do think the, top, the, t- the two I mentioned first are going to be there and be in the top four. And I picked the others because what I just said, Tech got the start they got off of two, and Iowa State, what they can do defensively, I think will put them in a position to win some road games that maybe some others won't get. And so I'll say they get into that fourth spot. We haven't seen Baylor 
we haven't seen, obviously, Houston. But of the team, like, I think Houston's the best team in the conference. Of the teams we've seen, personally, I think TCU's the best. They're good. At least on the night they played us, they were impressive. And they've picked up some big road wins, so. So I'll go Houston, uh, reluctantly Kansas, because they're going to win all the games in fog. TCU and I, I, I'm going to say this week I'm going to say Texas Tech, but I really think they've got a slide in them. And you could be right about that, and it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, they've got off into a really, really good start. Some of that was how their conference schedule was front-loaded, but still their they lineup got it is done. like, eh, but they're just playing like great complimentary basketball right now. You know what I mean? Like it's, and maybe that lasts all year. Maybe it does. Give credit to Grant McCaslin for that. But you don't look at their roster and their talent and go, you know, it's just like, eh, yeah, I mean, they're okay. They're okay. But freaking Chance McMillan goes for 27. Well, and they execute at the end of the game. Some of those backdoor cuts, some of the things that they were doing, they just executed very nicely at the end of that game. Yeah, the other yeah day. that's coaching. They did a great job. All right, break time. Chris Plank joins us to wrap it up on a Monday next. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by R.K. Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. It is time for The Crossover with Toby Rowland, T.J. Perry, and Chris Plank. Brought to you by Orthostat. Injuries aren't convenient, but Orthostat is. Orthostat, convenient orthopedic care. Seven days a week, no appointment needed. Now, with the crossover, here's Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. I am going to stop my research here, TJ, but uh, I can't spend any more time on this. I'm getting obsessed. What is it? OU is uh, now 1-10 in their last 11 uh, games that Doug Sermons has a referee. (laughs) In Big 12 play. One in ten. Is that like That's the amazing. stat that I found whenever Oklahoma football had only lost like once with David Alvarez as the referee? <laughs> so yeah. You, you reach a point only where the worst. <laughs> it's the, only this is the exact opposite of it. So you need yeah. to like – do okay, in that instance, do you realize there's just the schism and you're going to have that issue? Or do you try to, I don't know, buddy up to him? Be like, hey, you're looking good. Do you lose a little weight next time you see him or something? I mean – you try to pal around I think here. That's to fix it? when you call a buddy and look to take someone out. <laughs> <laughs> How do you fix that, T Row? What can Toby Rowland do? Hmm. I think you got to pal up to him. I'll try it. I'll try it. Next time I see him, I'm going to just compliment him. I, I'll always find something random. I feel like he'll team me up, though, if I do that. Well, before the game. Do they go well, out and do yeah. the thing uh, for, for basketball like the football guys do, where the referees and the line judge will like, stretch? Go through yeah, the motions. Yeah, sure. Okay. See, yeah. they, that's that moment. Or find some random fact about him. Like, hey, you, uh, you're from, I don't know, uh, Carbondale, Illinois? I have family there. Really? Yeah, Just right. some, like make something up. And you're looking good. You look good, you're bud. Good One in 10, though, is something, man. That is <laughs> pretty amazing. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, but I will say, as somebody, 
Uh, 580 Nate always makes fun of me about this, I think, but he says, oh, here comes the uh, Chris Plank gushing over listening to the broadcast and how much fun he had listening to it. But as uh, somebody who was listening to you uh, live from Lexington, ah. Oklahoma on on Saturday, it was, uh, mm-hmm. it was a thrilling call. You guys were absolutely fantastic, man. Well, uh, Chris, thank you. We got a Super Bowl now. It will be Kansas City versus San Francisco. Oh, my gosh. Two insufferable play-by-play guys. Anyway, go thank ahead. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> Mitch Holtis versus Greg Papa. What, what do you think about the uh, showdown, Chris? Uh, it, Looking forward to this one? Or? No. There, there could, there's, a, there's a layer of hell as a Raiders fan that this is because you're getting your arch rival playing a playoff game in your stadium before you do. And then you're getting, you know, I don't really know what that relationship is like between the Raiders and the Niners, but they just, be good. they've never liked each other, right? They share a bay. They, they shared a bay. They shared a bay and then both of them left the bay. And then all of a sudden it's like San Francisco still cares about Santa Clara is not anywhere close to San Francisco. Okay. That'd hey, be question. like, that'd be like calling the Oklahoma city thunder, the Tulsa thunder. What's I'm you've sorry. Been, you, you've been out there, right? You've uh-huh. been out to Oakland. Oh, right? Yeah. yeah I've Do never you take the there. golden gate bridge to get from uh, like get, if you're going from a Raiders game to a uh, 49ers game, do you go across the golden gate bridge? I believe you can. I believe you can. I believe you can, but okay. There's multiple options, though. There's, There's other options. ways to yeah. get. Okay. All There's right. not just like one bridge in and out of town. Right. Would be <laughs> Which would be awesome. <laughs> you could probably drive around the bay. <laughs> I guess you wouldn't have to go across it. That it's just great. a bay. There's only one way that you can get from yeah. one side to the other. But So for me, on that level, it stinks. It's just the worst. But I, the, the two guys that I've done radio with uh, as far as talk shows the most, Pop's a big Niners fan and Josh is no. a big Chiefs fan. So... I guess that either rubs it in even more or I celebrate Pop? those guys. What a year for Pop. I, I, I I, that makes me want to pick the 49ers. He's on a roll. So. He's hot right now, right? He Look out. Right now. Are but you, TK, he, are he did going the typical the thing of any fan, though. Just score one more Detroit so you can put me out of my misery. <laughs> Early in that game, <laughs> well, he's tweeting about how bad they are. You know, some people, you would say that's a joke. That is not a joke with Pop. He wanted to be out of his misery early in that game. Right. I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> TJ, are we going out to cover the Super Bowl? Are you sending us uh, Yes, they are sending us. We leave on Thursday. Oh, and then we're nice. there for a little over a week. Nice. Nice. That'll be fun. None of that's true. Great, I just said. Radio Row out in <laughs> Vegas. You know, by the time they play the Super Bowl, the softball team will have wrapped up its first series of the season. Whoa, we're getting close, man. That's right. A week from Where do tomorrow. you open at? Mexico, Puerto Vallarta. Chris has all kinds of foreign countries and uh, sunshiny states he's heading together? to soon. I think Remember so. Remember last time you got arrested in Mexico? That's right. I got detained there, so. at the border. It was not good. Not oh, good. Boy. Hopefully this okay. time will be different. Hopefully. That's right. <laughs> all right, Chris, have a great show. All right, buddy. Have a great day, Toby. Great call Thank Saturday, you. man. Thank you. Thank you to you fine folks for listening today. We'll do it again tomorrow live from Manhattan, Kansas. Have a great Monday, everybody.